Intersection is brought to you by Touchpoint Media Network, podcast dedicated to discussions on all things healthcare. Learn more at touchpoint.health. So for many years, I have been sitting in parking lots of emergency rooms since I was probably, what do you think, since I was probably almost born? Well, I was born. No, you're in grade school. Grade school, okay. And I'm sitting with someone that has brought me to many emergency rooms, not because I broke lots of bones and I did break a lot of bones, but because it was her profession that brought me to emergency rooms. So I'm going to let this person share something. So what is your greatest passion? My greatest professional passion is being a nurse practitioner, working in emergency medicine, and helping people who are caught in bad situations. My greatest passion in life happens to be the person sitting beside me, my son, Bobby. More than my sister? And your sister also, Jennifer. (laughs) I'm going to make them equal passion because I'm trying to be politically correct, but more than that is because I love them both very much. Welcome to Intersection. I am Bobby Ratu, storyteller. So why, how did you find this crazy career of nursing? I think it started out when I was in elementary school. My dad was a pharmaceutical sales rep, and I used to go sit in his car and look through his books <laughs> and boxes and boxes of stuff. And at first I thought, I want to be a neurosurgeon. Huh. And I'm thinking, wow, that's, that's a big word. That is a big, I don't even know how to spell that word. And I'm, I've had two, I've got two degrees. But the most important part of that was it set me on a passion of health care. What is the intersection of nursing and Mother's Day? Well, her name is Linda Bridwell Ratu, and she's a nurse practitioner, mother, wife, grandmother, caregiver, and just an all-around great person. My life has been surrounded by medicine. From the early days of my childhood, I have memories waiting for mom in doctor's offices, emergency departments, waiting rooms, and even sleeping overnight in a vacant room while mom pulled an all-night shift. Her career put food on the table, clothes on my back, money in my pocket, and values into my soul. This Mother's Day, comes at the tail end of Nurse Appreciation Week. What better way to celebrate our appreciation for the one nurse that taught me how to fix a cut, clean a wound, work hard, and just to be a good man. She is a nurse, a nurse in South Carolina, but she's more than a nurse. She is my mother. And I not only have to share her with my sister, but my children, all the other grandchildren, players on the sidelines of a Clemson football game, and majority of the four counties in the upstate of South Carolina. She's a nurse, she's a caregiver, and I believe she is South Carolina's Mother of the Year.
In my years of growing up, I remember that you've kind of gone through many healthcare educational tracks. Um, and you started out as just an assistant in a doctor's uh, office. How did you start? Because most people today usually just they're like, I want to go be a nurse. Some people go to a technical skill-based school and they'll get their RN or they'll go get uh, a degree that is skill-based. Many people go and get their baccalaureate. So it's kind of two paths. What was your path? My path started out right after you were born. I went to surgical tech school actually at AMMED. Huh. It By was, the way, we're sitting in AMMED's parking lot because she's she should be working right now. But she actually took time out on her Mother's Day to come out and be recorded for my podcast. I went here as a, it was a 12-month program, and it enabled me to work in an emergency, in a surgical situation, in an operating room, or in an OB delivery department, or I could have actually worked in doctor's offices. For the hours that I needed, because Bobby was so small, I chose to work as a medical assistant in mm. a doctor's office. When did you realize that you wanted to do something more than that? Because your healthcare path has always been about advancement and education. Was it based on necessity of making more money? Was it based on career-mindedness? Why, why did you choose to do other things? Well, uh, I did a lot of thinking, trying to decide what to do, and after having friends as nurses, having friends that worked in offices, doing different types of business, my mind's just not a business mind. My mind is focused on helping others and nursing and medicine. And so I decided as when the Bobby and Jennifer got a little older and were a little more independent, I decided, heck, I'm going back to school. Well, hold up. So this is probably in the early 80s, right? Yes. Okay. And you came out of a generation that typically we saw that you were a part of that generation that was probably for for many people, some of the first women that said, I want to be professionally minded in, in a time period where you want people were starting to push the glass ceiling and were breaking away from these traditional roles. And why, why did you say, you know what, I want, to, I want to push my career forward, even though dad at the time was probably doing pretty good to allow us to do what we wanted to do? Correct. But it was, but it, this was about something I wanted to do. Ah. This was about something that I could do, and there were a lot of positives to it. Number one, I believe you have to like what you do. I believe you have to have a passion about it, or you won't be able to stay in it and keep doing it and pushing forward. And number three, it was a decent living. I mean, you could make a decent living. And you just never know when you may be the person that has to be that person that steps up to the plate and handles everything. Little did I know that that was the path I would end it up. I remember as a high school student, when you were 
and, and I know we we're kind of talking about a progression here, but as a high school student, I remember coming down from my bedroom in the middle of the night to get some water or something. It was four o'clock in the morning. I've got to be up in about three hours so I can get ready for school or two and a half. And I come get some water, and there you are <laughs> on the couch with a book across your face, half asleep, studying. I think it was your probably your last semester of your baccalaureate education to get your nursing degree or BSN. And that was the route of most nursing moms of that age. They had to go back to school and they had to balance all that stuff. What was that like to be a mom and to be a nursing student taking 20 some odd hours? And it wasn't about just going to school. It was about going to school, to do it quickly so you could get out and get a job. Yes, yes, that that that's true. And I, I was sitting here thinking about what you were saying, and that was very well put because I had to balance my life. I was responsible for Bobby and Jennifer. I was still married at that point, and I also had a life in the church. I had friends, and there were times that I thought I had to pull all that together and make it all work. For the most of the time, I could. But, of course, my number one priority was Bobby and Jennifer because I felt responsible because I wanted to be a mother. But I also realized that I I needed more in life than... Than being a mom. Yes. Mom, Being a mom was only a, a small portion or... Not a small, but like an, a part of your life that was only just a part. That is, that's correct. Uh, I didn't love them any less. It was just that I knew that I had to take care of me, and to take care of me was important because I was responsible and wanted to do what was right to take care of my children. Taking care of her children? Trust me, here's a woman who took a 20-minute break from her shift at the emergency room to get in my car and record this episode. How fitting. Every time I pull up to say hi, chat, or just check in, it's like being a kid again. As we sit here and chat, we are subject to the elements of a hospital, including the buzzing noises from all the communication devices creating feedback in this recording. I choose not to edit out the sections where there is feedback or buzzing in the audio because we'd lose the meat of the conversation. I hope you're patient. When you finished that semester and went on your your true first time period as a nurse, talk about the early days of nursing for you as a BSNRN. What was that like? You You were working at that time for... Greenville Health Health System or Greenville Hospital. What was that like? Well, I got lucky. I I had a friend who worked in surgery at GHS, Greenville Health System. Which is now Prisma. Which is now Prisma. And that was the beginning of my career. I had no idea that that was, that I would be there for so long. How long were you there? I left at 29 and a half years. That is unheard of. We hear nurses moving around and jumping from system to system. What 
What made you serve one system for so long? I guess I'm a, I started out being, I liked my job. I had a wonderful boss. Her name was Becky Castle, and I, I tribute my success to her because I feel like that in her own way she mentored me. Um, after working there about six or seven years, there was a big change at GHS, and it seems that the change comes about every four to five, six years. And there was a redefining moment for how perioperative services were going to work. And I didn't think it was for me. So I ran into Becky one day, and she was such a wonderful mentor. She said, how you like all this? And I said, well, Becky, I've really thought about going back to school. I've really thought about going back and trying to become a nurse practitioner. And she said, let me help you. She took her time. She guided me with just some very important steps to make it happen. I, re I applied at Clemson. I actually went in right at the end they accepted 12 students that year, and I was one of 12. I couldn't believe it. I, I just really couldn't believe it. So I said, this has got to be right. So I jumped in. I worked part-time at Periopter Services, saved money, didn't spend a lot of money, and studied day and night. And at this point in time, you were a single mom. I was. And so, and at about this time, I had graduated from undergrad. That is correct. Jennifer was still in her under, getting ready to embark in her undergraduate career. Correct. And I was kind of running around the country doing things. But something else happened that I think is interesting in this career is, you know, I worked for athletics and Mr. Robinson at Clemson Athletics took care of me and gave me an undergraduate uh, uh, scholarship so I could work and go to school uh, in at, because of athletics. And at about that time, you started serving at Clemson football because you felt like you had to give Clemson back for taking care of me. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up. I was actually at Redfern, which is the university health center, and was talking to some friends, and Fred Hoover, who was the trainer, who was the head trainer, of Clemson up, football, walked up and said, you're Bobby Rattu's mother. And I said, yeah, what'd he do? <laughs> and he said, I need a nurse. I need somebody, I need a nurse to help do IVs. I need a nurse that can that can be around and lives close by and knows her way around. And who wouldn't have jumped at that job? Absolutely. I mean, there are people that call me to this day and ask them when my mom is going to retire from that job so they can try to get that job. Actually, I am still with Clemson Athletics. And that, oh, how many years have you been doing that? About 24 years. All right. So when, so what's funny about this uh, this conversation is theoretically my mother is retired. 
But she can't stop working because she loves it so much. So I'm sitting at Med Health in the back parking lot, in which is next to my house, where she is doing rotations right now. What? What? Mom, what do you... I mean, why... Why are you doing this? Why do you love doing this? Well, I can't stop cold turkey. <laughs> Considering all the little ones we have. We have sets of twins. Two, two sets. sets of twins. Bobby has a set of boys. Henry and George and sweet little Rose. And Jennifer has Ruby and Piper. Yep. And they're the loves of my life. And But I want to enjoy them, give them things, and you know what? To give, you have to make it. <laughs> and so I don't want to quit. Yep. And stop cold turkey. What I want to do is I retired from GHS approximately three years ago. I came here to work part-time because I could not stop cold turkey, and there's, it was just this fear. It really wasn't a fear of not, ha it was a fear of not having anything to do. However, I've got plenty to do, but I enjoy what I do. It keeps my mind sharp. It's a vocation. It's a, it's really a passion for me. How did your time period start at AMAD? There was someone, Dr. Tillerson. Dr. Tillerson, uh, who is now the CMO at AMAD was running a urgent care over at the North Campus, and a friend of mine went there as a nurse. And when was this? How many years ago? Uh, 2006. Okay. And so he was asking her, I'm thinking about using some nurse practitioners, and she says, I know the perfect person. So Edith called me and said, would you at least talk to Dr. Tillerson? And I said, sure. So I'm... Um, we made an arrangement, we set a time, we sat and, and probably within 30 minutes, I was offered a part-time position and I worked one day a week. And it put my foot into another hospital, which is really making strides today and, and all of the, the different parts of health system uh, cardiac, emergency medicine, orthopedics. And so this was a good place for a level two, level three hospital. And actually, the big benefit is it's within walking distance <laughs> to Bobby's house. So I can go down and hug on some sweet babies and see my family. So I kill two birds with one stone. I leave a little early. I whip by, spoil them spend a few minutes, and come to work. So, you have an opportunity to really retire. Next March. Next March. But I know that you're not going to. And you also have worked in so many different sizes hospitals. So, you've worked at a large level one trauma center in the emergency department. Correct. Yeah, level one trauma at GHS, or now Prisma, is a true level one. It's got multiple departments within the emergency room. It's a Correct. big system. You've worked at a small rural hospital like Cannon Memorial. Mm -hmm. You have worked at AMMED, which is a more of a community hospital. You've worked in doctor's offices, and you've worked on the field 
of an athletic facility. Why are you still in emergency medicine? Why? You could have gone probably anywhere as a nurse practitioner. Why emergency medicine? Why do you like to be a nurse in that type environment? I love variety. (laughs) Uh, You don't know what's walking in the door. You have to be ready. You have to be sharp. And it's, it's an adventure. Because if you can help someone with an emergency, with a true emergency, and if you can help someone with emergency and the outcome is good, I feel like patting myself on the back. It's all right. And I feel like I've made a difference. I've had people come back into the yard and said, I saw you six months ago. Let me tell you what's going on with my life. And then I begin to remember a little bit about them. But at the same time, I, I just believe that I'm happy, I'm comfortable, and I feel like I've balanced my life well enough to love my family, do something for me, and fill my days up with a reason and a purpose. Mom's saying that she's got to go. She's probably extended her limit. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this up real quick. We I promised her 10 minutes, and we have gone 15. So we're going to do this real quick. Last question. Is nursing like being a mother, and is mother being a mother like nursing? Nursing is caring. Being a nurse practitioner is a level up. It's caring and resolving. You're taking care of a situation. You're giving them the TLC and the care they need. However, you're resolving their problems by taking care of them and helping fix them for the reason that they're there. It's a twofold situation. It's the best of all worlds. You know what? My life's been good. I got all I want. What more could I ask for? On this Mother's Day, you're working. Now, most mothers would not want to work on Mother's Day. But here I am sitting with my mother outside the emergency room once again. What does Mother's Day mean to you? Being able to have a relationship with my children that's honest and loving being able to walk in their houses unannounced, sometimes probably not as good as others, but (laughs) walking in and being welcomed, being able to be a part of a team of numerous people and different titles. And when you mesh them all together, it's all about family. And what does it mean to be a nurse in this day and age at the latter part of your career? What does it mean to be a nurse? I've been here. I've done it. I'm glad. And I have peace. And what would you say to all the nurses that have inspired you as we wrap up this Nurses Week? Thank you for your guidance, your friendship, and acceptance. 
Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. Intersection is powered by Touchpoint Media Network, a podcast dedicated to discussions on all things healthcare. To learn more, go to touchpoint.health. That is touchpoint.health.